This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at com. Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Touchdown Bullpups! No flags on the play! It is 99 yards right up the seam! The big play threat from a season ago does it again! Everything happening in the sports world. Personal file. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this <laughs> afternoon. I, I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson and maybe the most flustered man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. (laughs) I can't stop laughing. You're so mad. I tell you, I'm trying to post pictures and the internet is not cooperating. I don't know if it's the slow internet I get an error message on everything I try to do, so I don't know what's going on. I think Steve's about to give up. I'm I'm losing my mind. That's why I'm hoping that today we can take your mind off of it. Well, let's hope so, because I'm about to At lose least for my the mind. next 30 minutes. I'm and then you could go try it again at well, 105. I can't try because you'll be downloading the podcast, and there goes another 20 minutes. Oh, well, well, we'll get it figured out. Don't worry. Well. Deep I, breath, Steve. You I got get, it. I get frustrated at technology sometimes. It's all right. You got it. I believe in you. <laughs> Stay positive. If there's one thing I know about you, Steve, you always stay positive. Oh, I am. So Mr. stay positive. I am Mr. Half Full. Steve, we got a lot of things to talk about today. Number one, I want to talk about the K-State Wildcats. I let you air out your grievances with the Kansas Jayhawks yesterday, but I think we need to give some time to the K-State Wildcats and the two games that they have played and how good they have looked in the first two games of the Chris Kleiman era. I want to talk about that, but did you... Stay up to watch Monday Night Football last night? I didn't stay up real late, no. Well, did you watch the first Monday Night Football game? Oh, the first game was great. Yeah. First game. I I didn't know if you fell asleep at 6 o'clock. You were so tired. No. Exhausted. I I was exhausted. But, no, uh, the first game was great. It looked like the Saints had blown it. It looked like the Texans had made a great comeback. Uh, What a terrible two plays for the Saints defense to allow uh, Houston to go 75 yards in two plays. And then the Texans turned around and returned the favor, played terrible defense. You know what I always say about prevent defense? It prevents you from winning. Exactly. Prevent defense prevents you from winning. You'd played great defense all night. You go into prevent, cost you the game. 50, what was it, 57-yard field goal? I think 58. 58. And that kick would have been good from 65. I mean, Will Lutz, he's kicking indoors. He just powered through that ball. Uh, great Comeback win for the Saints. Tough loss for the Texans because, really, the Texans, the first half, totally dominated that game. I was happy because Drew Brees eventually had a big game. So did Michael Thomas from my fantasy football team. I don't think it was enough, though. I think I still got beat. And then the second game, two teams that I really could care less about, Denver and Oakland. 
And it was, but you didn't stay up to watch it. I watched a little bit of it. Denver just looked awful at the start, so I figured Oakland was going to win. Sure enough, they did, 24-16, I believe it was. You're right. But uh, I think the Raiders are saying now, we're glad Antonio Brown's out of there. It was a distraction. And I think they use that as a rallying point. I think they wanted to prove that uh, they could play without Antonio Brown. And uh, actually, one thing about that game, the last year that we'll ever see NFL played on a dirt field. I mean, that is an embarrassment. How the NFL allows... I can't believe they allow yeah, it. how they allow them to play on a dirt infield. I think Joe Flacco could almost have a lawsuit against the NFL for, what would the term be, unworkable work unhealthy, environment? Unhealthy conditions. Uh, he got his face rubbed in the uh, dirt quite a bit last I don't know week. how they allow that, especially yeah. today. But 40 Den- years ago, but I, I get it. From what I saw, Denver... They're not as good as I thought they'd be. Here are I, the two things I took away. I thought yesterday. they. I thought Denver could win eight games. I no, don't think, there's no way. Remember all summer, I've been saying Joe Flacco cannot win. He can't. He cannot win. He looked bad. And their defense didn't. I only. Look good. I, I watched a quarter and a half, and, and Joe Flacco looked slow. Couldn't get. You know, he couldn't. His release was slow. He just doesn't look like he's going to be the answer. And John Elway, for all his greatness as a player, he cannot figure it out how to get a quarterback in there. I mean, he won a Super Bowl with old or Peyton Manning. Old Peyton Manning, if I recall, didn't he? he old Peyton Manning did. Yeah, they won a Super Bowl, and since then, they have just cratered. I saw an interesting stat last night that was talking about what their records in the AFC West have been since Peyton Manning retired. And obviously, for the Chiefs, their record has gone way up. They have done very well. They're like 20-4 and four in their last 24 divisional games. But here's this. So, records since Peyton Manning retired. The Raiders, 23 and 26. The Broncos, 20 and 29. So the Broncos have been worse than the Raiders since Peyton Manning retired. And the thing I saw last night, Steve, is very reassuring for Chiefs fans. What I saw is Oakland isn't very good. Yeah. Derek Carr had a decent game, but that they don't have enough to compete with the top end of the league top end of the division, and that Denver is right where I thought they'd be, that they are not very good either, and that I think both see, of those I, teams I have thought, four wins written all over I them. thought Denver would be better than Oakland. Maybe it was just one game, but uh, from all the stats and everything. Now, granted, Oakland was playing at home. They were pretty inspired. This and is, I had a feeling they would win this last is their, night. This is their last season in Oakland, so you know maybe when they play at home, they're going to be pretty a pretty tough out at home. But, man, I tell you, Joe Flacco, he is not the answer. He's not good. No. Drew Locke and, is not that and as, good. And as good as Von Miller is, as good as Bradley Chubb is, or, or as good as those two are, you got to have more than just those guys. Did you hear the chant that was going through Oakland Alameda County Coliseum last night? I did not. Well, I can't repeat it. Oh. You know, the black hole, sometimes they'll say some Probably said something things. about Antonio Brown. Well, after the first Raiders touchdown... There was a chant going through the crowd that was bleep A B, bleep A B. I see. Okay. And I think it was Steve Levy who was the ESPN broadcaster that said, "Yeah." For those of you that didn't quite make that out, let's just say it wasn't very nice toward Antonio Brown. Well, Antonio Brown's a nutcase. I mean, he's just a nutcase. I heard an interesting story last night, Steve. Actually, I saw it yesterday afternoon on the Dan Lebatard show. They had the filmmaker for Antonio Brown's 
YouTube video that he put together. Uh-huh. Did you see all that? I don't. Yeah. I don't think you probably saw the video. I, I but, saw where he was out, like jumping around, free at last, free at last, or something like that. Well, there was some some audio that they used in this video that was from John Gruden, a phone call that they had with John Gruden, where he called and said, "Ab, what's going on, man? What are you doing?" And this would have been probably late last week, maybe Wednesday or Thursday. I don't know what day it, the audio would have been, but sometime around there. And he said, I don't know, coach. I'm just, I'm sick of this. And he says, well, come on, man. We, I, I'm sick of it too. I, I, we want you to be the best you can be and this and this and this. And, oh, I, I'm, I just need you to win. And, and he's saying, you're the, you're the toughest guy I know. He's trying to pump him up. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he gets around to the fact of, you know, just stop all this stuff and, and come play football. Just play. So that's how that conversation goes. And Antonio Brown said, I'm more than just a football player. Okay, whatever. But they were telling a story on the Dan Levitard show yesterday saying that John Gruden gave his approval to be in this video. That he gave the, his approval to play this audio. Where not only he's he doesn't come off great, he also doesn't come off great toward his own management. Well, that's Because what I'm he saying. says some things that are condescending of what the team was doing. How do you think Al Davis would have handled this? I think he would have been... Packing his bags a little earlier. Yeah, I, I, but well, can you believe he wouldn't even made them? He wouldn't even have signed him. Can you believe that John Gruden approved for that to be in well, there? John Gruden obviously thinks he's the guy that's in full control of the Raiders. I mean, uh, Mark Davis is the Al Davis's son is the owner, but uh, Mark Davis has been very quiet. And Mike Mayock, the general manager, the guy that is in charge and was making and these that's decisions. you know Mike Mayock and John Gruden are two very combustible personalities. I just cannot believe that the Raiders are okay with John Gruden giving them permission to use his voice and be in that video. Yeah. I, I can't believe it. I, I, I'm i just shocked that he's not going to get in some trouble for that. Who knows? He might. But I watched the Raiders last night, Steve, and they are a team that a lot of the time, if they get a big game at home, prime time, the black hole's feeling good. Yeah. It's a Monday night. Yeah. That they can just will their team to win. But the thing is, I don't think that team can be willed to enough wins this year. No. I don't think they will be very good, although they have a good offensive line. Derek Carr did look good last night, but I don't think that team is any good. I see them 1-5 and five against the AFC West. I see Denver as 1-5, and 2-4 and four against the AFC West. I don't think either of those two teams are good enough to do much of anything this year. Okay. So what that means is, as we open things up for the Chiefs, and we try and figure out where they are going to be and where the Chargers are going to be, things are ultimately going to come down to those two games. To me, on who makes it as a wild card team, who makes it as the division champ. Well, I I think they're going to split. I I think Kansas City will win in Kansas City. I think the Chargers will win in Los Angeles. And I think Kansas City will beat everybody else in the division. I, th- I think both teams probably go five and one in the division, Chargers and Chiefs. I think they could very easily, if not five and one, and somewhere the Chargers slip to the Broncos, maybe or maybe they. I, I just don't see a lot of wins from those two teams on the uh, bottom. Yeah. The one thing that just stands out to me after watching the first weekend of the NFL is how far ahead. The Chiefs and the Patriots are 
of everybody else. Did you and notice that, Steve? It kind of looks that way. I think offensively, those teams are just so superior. Pittsburgh, ooh, looked bad. You can't you can't even put any stock into what Baltimore did because Miami, I'm not sure Miami could beat the University of Alabama or Clemson. I mean, that is a one. This real, year's Miami team that, might struggle. That, that is a really bad <laughs> might football not be team. Good. And and you look, uh, you know, you look at elsewhere in the in the AFC. I mean, nobody in the South any good. Uh, you know, Indianapolis, the Texans. You know, they're not very good. What's you know, the Titans? The Titans. Uh, Titans have the kind of team though that can give people problems because they can really run the football. But the Patriots and the Chiefs. Yeah, I I just think there are two superior teams yeah, in the it, NFL right didn't now. Ta- it didn't take us look very long. It didn't take us very long to figure that out. I mean, let's face it. I think the Chiefs and the Patriots they're pretty well ahead because the Chiefs are just going to outscore teams, right? And they're going to get Tyreek Hill back in about six weeks. He's going to be fresh when everybody else is starting to hit that wall a little bit. He's going to have that extra gear, and that's just going to make him even more dangerous. Sammy Watkins has to stay healthy, though. Sammy Watkins Palooza. Yeah. Sammy Watkins gets hurt every single year. He misses significant time every year. Somehow, some way, he has got to stay healthy. If he does, he'll have just an incredible year for the Chiefs. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to dive into the purple team out of Manhattan and how well they have done in their first two games. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, how's it how's it looking back there? Well, have you, have it you cheered stinks. up? It stinks. It's and slow. Our internet is stinking today. Casey just told me hers is almost non-responsive. It's on life Ooh. support. Ooh. We may never get these tennis photos posted. So you're not feeling optimistic? No. Very no. frustrated. <laughs> I don't remember you ever being this frustrated on the air. Well, it's it's not good. <laughs> I want to play golf. This this is my one afternoon of the week. I'm going to play golf, and I'm trying to get things done so I can get out and play some golf this afternoon. No, we don't need to do that. Well, I got got to do something to get a little exercise. That's true. Steve, K-State Wildcats in Manhattan. While your Jayhawks played some very similar teams their first couple of games, I saw a much better performance out of the team down the road in Manhattan. And to me, Steve... They did what you were supposed to do as a Big 12 team, whether you were a good Big 12 team, a middle-of-the-road Big 12 team, or a KU, that that's what you were supposed to do to, on paper, inferior competition. You look at the Nichols State game, they absolutely killed Nichols. You look at the Bowling Green game, which is not an FCS program, they're a MAC school, and they win 52 to nothing. I really do think K-State is moving in the right direction. And maybe my thought is, was this all there 
for K-State the last couple of years, but they just didn't get there with Coach Snyder's offense? Do you think I, there's a chance I, of that? I haven't watched enough of K-State to see really what they're doing yet. because Well, they know, are pounding the ground. They are running the ball. I, I did see the stats. Um, as far as K-State, this week, this will tell us where they are. This will tell us they have, what, Mississippi State, I believe it is. That's right. A really good In fo- Starkville. A really good football team. But I, I tell you, I, I keep saying it, the Wildcats are a reflection of their coach. Kleiman is a guy he loves physical, tough football. We knew they had a good offensive line. They brought in an absolute galaxy of running backs that are just tremendous, a bunch of graduate transfers. And the stock for K-State is going up, and the stock for KU is going down. I know Les Miles is there, but it's really becoming obvious David Beatty had to be one of the worst recruiters in the country because that <laughs> talent level is just terrible. And Les Miles is playing basically with David Beatty's players. I mean, Les Miles was hired, you know, after the season was over. But let's face it, recruiting is done a year ahead of time now. So, I mean, you know, you're you're way ahead of the game in recruiting now. Les Miles already has 26 guys signed for next year. And, you know, now he's going to get his kind of guys – but when he came out and said, you know, this summer, I think we're ahead of where we were when we were at Oklahoma State, he shouldn't have said that because I don't think he realized just how poor the talent level was of the team he took over. Steve, we got to talk about K-State. Right. Can't keep talking about your, your losers down I, the road. I, I'm just trying to tell you. I'm <laughs> just trying to make a point. Kansas I don't, State. I don't want the K-State people coming after you. No, so not only, not. So not only oh, I've, been, I've been singing their hosannas. I've been writing at midkansasonline.com. <laughs> if it case, works. That, yeah, if it works. If uh, K-State could end up being, they're going to be a top five team in the Big 12 because now that you look at the Big 12 after a couple weeks, there's some pretty mediocre teams. Uh, Iowa State didn't look good in their only game. They've got college game day coming up right. this they, week, and they, they're hosting yeah. against Iowa. We don't know. Texas Tech, of course, never plays anybody. We don't know how good they are. Baylor looks okay. Uh, but, you know, West Virginia looks bad. Look, Right now, West Virginia looks like the second-worst team uh, ahead of KU. They're just ahead of KU. But, I mean, let's face it. OU is going to win the Big 12. Texas is going to get second. And then – who knows? I mean, K-State could get third. Oklahoma State's going to be up there. But I think K-State's going to be a top-five team in the Big 12. I really believe that. And, you know, Kleiman has just come in and he's just put his stamp of toughness on this team. And, boy, I think K-State fans, as much as they love Bill Moses Snyder, you know, maybe they realize it was maybe time for a change. And uh, um, Chris Kleiman, the perfect, perfect guy. I remember whenever Kleiman was hired, there was this initial pushback of people being a little skeptical of it. Oh my gosh, you're going to an FCS program? What are you thinking? And then within about 24 hours, everybody went, okay, yeah, he's pretty sharp. I like this guy. Yeah. When you look at their rushing numbers, Steve, and remember that these could be a little inflated because they have played some blowout games. So they're running more because it's late in the game and you're not going to continue to pass. They have run the ball. 116 times in two games. It's a lot. Quick math there, Steve. 58. 58 times a game. For how many yards do you think they've rushed for in two games? Oh, I'd say about 650. 694. Wow. So almost 350 yards per game on the ground. Plus, they're moving the ball in the air, too. Yeah. Skylar Thompson, to me, Steve, has looked a lot more impressive than I thought he would be. I think he's exceeded my expectations. 
I think this entire team has exceeded my expectations, but I'm still sitting at a where are they going to be against teams that they are not superior right. to, where it's not the Bowling Greens and Nichols States and KUs. What are they going to do against Texas? Exactly, and we don't. What know. are they going to do against? We OU? don't know. We don't know how good their defense is yet either, because they really have not played a team of, you know, any kind of caliber. So we don't know how good their defense is. Last year they were not good defensively, and they got a lot of those same guys. So maybe they've coached them up. I don't know. I think the one thing that we're seeing though is similar to some things that we have heard from McPherson College is there is a buy-in right now that this is a team, a fan base, they're buying in to Kleiman. They're buying into his system, and that's not an easy thing to do. We saw what happened with Ron Prince. Do you think anybody ever said, I want the Ron Prince stock? G- give me give me 50 shares of Ron Prince stock. I'm going to put down $1,000. I want that. It's on the rise. Did anybody ever say that? No, especially he went 0-3 against KU. What does that tell you? But even from the beginning, and of course he had some some good players too. Yeah. Where you look at like the two really good NFL players that have come out of K-State in the last 20 years, two of them were in that era. Yeah. And they still couldn't get the buy-in. Yeah. And that's the thing that's so strange about that. But I feel like everybody is all in on climbing, and that's why it seems so much different than the first change. You're right. And... Uh... Climate, you know, a lot of, like you said, a lot of people say, well, God, he's a subdivision guy. Well, it's still football. It's still X's and O's. He, you know, he had a successful uh, style where he was. And I just think right now he's got, I I see K-State eight and four. I really do. I think they could be eight and four. I know a lot of people are saying six and six and maybe seven and five. I could see them eight and four. Do you know what Mississippi State's record is right now, Steve? I don't know. They're two and oh. Okay. They Who beat, they played? They beat Southern Mississippi. Okay. The great school out of Hattiesburg. And that that's not a good football they team. They won 38-15. Okay. They've been okay yeah. the last few years, but I don't think they're great this year. They also beat Louisiana Lafayette. Okay. The Ragin' Cajuns. Yeah, yeah. 38-28. That's not that impressive. So. I'm picking K-State. You're going to take the Cats? I'm taking K-State. I know that they are seven-point underdogs on the road in what might be their toughest environment that they play in this year. Mississippi State is a raucous atmosphere. Now, the thing that helps, it's an 11 a.m. game. Yeah. I think that favors K-State Yeah, in a game where you're playing a bunch of guys in the SEC and some fans that I think they prefer a 2.30 kickoff oh, yeah. or a 6 o'clock kickoff. Right. So they would, that way they're a little more awake. I think this K-State team is going to put up a good fight. I don't know if they win. I don't know if they play well. I, I don't know what's going to happen. But I do think that this team will be up to the test. I believe in Chris Klein. And last year, they were not up yeah. to this test. Yeah. I think they got out physical. They got out-athleted. But I don't know if that's going to happen this year. They might not win, but I do think they will be competitive. Well, I just want to see I want to see them play a team this caliber. This will tell us a lot about them this week. Tickets for the game in Starkville are as low as $4. You want to go down? <laughs> Four dollars for Four a dollars. Why? Stark Vegas. I don't know what that means, but that's what they call it. Starkville, Stark Vegas. Well, why? Why are the tickets so low? I don't know. Sounds like they can't give them away. Well, they can't sell them for four dollars. <laughs> All right, Steve. We'll take our final break. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety-six point seven FM, KBBE. 
You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, it's going to be okay. (laughs) This is kind of like therapy or counseling. It's going to be okay. Well, Have I'd you ever give, seen the movie Goodwill Hunting? I no, I'd give my kingdom for fast internet. Are you familiar with Goodwill Hunting? Do you know that's, what it is? It's Ben Affleck, isn't it? And Matt Damon. Yeah, I never watched it though. Well, there's a scene with Robin Williams too. Okay. And he says, "It's not your fault." And Matt Damon, says, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's not your fault. Yeah. Steve, it's not your fault. Yeah. I hope you know. Try try telling that to my computer. It's not your fault, Steve. I know. <laughs> I've got some plans tonight, Steve. Really? I know you want to play some golf. Yeah. This is the first day in pretty much two weeks that you and I can be a little less busy yeah. in the afternoon or night. Yeah. First time in a while. We're feeling a little good. Yeah. Did you see all the trailers this weekend for a new movie that's coming out? Yeah, I'm a movie guy. Joker. Well, that that is one. Okay. I'll be interested to see that at some point. Yeah. I don't know when it comes out. Yeah, October 4th, I think. Similar theme, another clown movie. I don't know. Did you see it? No. It's called It. You know Stephen King? Yeah. Familiar with it? Yeah, he's a writer. (laughs) Yeah. Big Boston Red Sox fan. Big Boston Red Sox fan. It? What's it about? (laughs) It's a a scary clown. Pennywise, you ever heard that name? No. Pennywise the Clown? No. Well, they came out with It too. Okay. And it's out in theaters. And I need to go see it. And you know I'm not a a movie guy. I know you're not a movie guy. You ever watch scary movies? I try not to. Is, is it because it scares you? It scares me. The Birds was a scary movie. Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. What What other scary movies can you think of that you do not like? Uh, I got. I got to think. You had to put me on the spot there. What, what What's the genre of movies? Scary movies that you don't like the most? Is it like the pop up scary stuff? That's always kind of yeah. What about like Freddy Krueger? Never watched any of those. What about Halloween with Jason? No, no. That didn't scare you, or you just I didn't like it? I w- that's that's a waste of my time. What about movies where there's like spooky stuff, like clowns that are chasing you around trying to kill you? Clowns could be scary. I could see you being a guy that did not want Kramer a- on Seinfeld. He didn't like clowns. Yeah, I I could see he you being a guy scary. that does not want a clown around. If you have to go to a little kid birthday party, you are you are standing on the opposite side of the room as yeah, the clown. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. What about like demonic possessions and those types of movies where you mean like where the, where the mom gets possessed and then she starts trying to get the rest the of the family? What was the one with Blair, uh, The Exorcist? Something like that. Ooh, that, would, that, that, that doesn't do it for that, you. That, that doesn't do it for me. So you are down with a little bit of like a murderer chasing people around town. You like that type of a scary yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah. You, Jamie I, Lee Curtis having to run away from Jason. I, again, you, you weren't into that. I wasn't into that whole genre of movies. That was, and there were a bunch of them at that point. Yeah, they were all. What about Jaws? I, I guess that's kind of a Jaws was scary a scary. Movie. Movie. It was a scary movie. A scary movie at the time. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't think it would scare people quite as much as no, it does. That today. was in like nineteen seventy nine. Maybe I should start setting up some booby traps down by your apartment. 
and just whoo, scare you, pop out. I don't need to be scared. You open up I the closet. A, I have a faint heart as it is. So. You you open up the closet and then a, a little skeleton falls down and goes whoo, whoo, whoo. Well, I don't know. You wouldn't like that? No. All right, well, I'm going to go see a scary movie tonight. Okay, you do that. Big bag of popcorn. I'm going to do some Royals tonight. Ooh. So. They play tonight. Yeah. They will be here at 96.7 FM KBBE. Exactly. We don't get to have the Royals on very much at this time of year because we're usually bouncing around as they take on the mighty, mighty White Sox. That's right. But we're on quite a bit this week with the Royals. I think only one night, one game. Tomorrow night we'll join them in progress. And then Thursday I think they're an afternoon game, so we might have to bump that one out of there. Okay. Unless you don't want to have a show, Steve. But it's a Bullpup Football Preview Thursday. It is. got to have a Bullpup Football Preview. We don't. We don't care about a Royals game when they're 40 games out. Well, that's true. Steve, I hope you have a better afternoon. Well, if you can figure out how to get these pictures downloaded, you're a better man than me. I'm going to do my best. All right. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.